Hey, buddy. Hello and welcome to the Mercy Chef's Hey Buddy podcast. I'm your host, Nick Beckman. Today, joined by a great friend, a great member of the team here at Mercy Chefs, Chef John White. John, how are you? I am well. Thanks for having me. I flew all the way to come see you. You did. You flew a long way to come and see me, didn't you? I did. How many hours on a plane? Too many. <laughs> Too many to count. It was like 30 hours total. 30 hours travel. Just to be here on the Hey Buddy podcast. Be, yeah. I mean, Nick said, we're doing Hey Buddy. I said, I'm on it. That's a Hey Buddy call I want. <laughs> Okay, well, we have a recurring segment on the show um, wherein we dive into your favorite Hey Buddy call. Can you share with me your favorite or most memorable, maybe is a better way to put it, Hey Buddy call? Yeah, I mean, they're all favorites just because they're all, they they, they have that unique flavor to them, as you already know. Um, most memorable one would, well, well this one and the, uh, the Honduras one. Um, I was working in Panama City. And, uh, you know, with COVID and, and all of that and phone rang at, I think it was at 1130 in the morning. And I saw that it was Gary picked it up and got the, Hey buddy, <laughs> like, okay. I said, what do you need? He goes, you got your passport. I said, you know, I have my passport. My first deployment was Haiti. He said, um, I, I, I need to get you to Honduras with some water purification equipment. I said, you got it. I said, not a problem at all. I got my passport with me. When do you want me to leave? And he said, your plane um, from Panama City goes to Miami in three hours. <laughs> Dead silence on the phone as I'm mentally mesomplazing a, a rapid test, a PCR test, a pack out of um, water purification equipment, mm -hmm. packing, mm -hmm. and a Cat 5 hurricane in a third world country <laughs> in three hours. And, and th the remarkable thing about Bay County is you, you already know, um, they just loved us so much mm -hmm. after Hurricane mm -hmm. Michael. Um, I made a phone call to, um, I can't remember her last name and I apologize, but uh, her first name is Sharon. And I said, Sharon, I need to get a COVID test. At, well, I need a rapid and a PCR and I need it like now. Mm -hmm. She's like, you're kidding, right? Because remember back then, yeah, the, the appointment ago, lines right. were the appointment lines were like weeks. Yeah. She said, "Give me a minute, I'll call you back," and she, she did. Um, and she said, "You need to be at the Bay County Department of Health in 30 minutes. The chief medical officer of Bay County is going to administer your test." I said, "Okay," and it did. It, it worked, and I was on a plane, and in 72 hours, I was into Honduras. With the Augustos, we drove up to Comayagua, installed the water purification systems back down the hill and back in the States. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a trip. But uh, every time you get the Hey Buddy call, it's it's kind of exciting because you're it just is. like, what is he thinking of now? Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Talk me through the the call that came, let's call it, what was it, March? No, it was uh, February 28th at 10.37 p.m. I had just left dinner. Um, we did that event uh, in Paducah. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I was actually at that circle four-way thing uh, in, in downtown Paducah. And the phone rang, and, I, and I, had my, I had a rental car at that time. 
And uh, I saw Gary LeBlanc. I'm like, oh, why is he calling me at 10.37 p.m.? And of course, you know, you hit the speaker. Hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? It's the dead of winter. You know, you, we didn't expect the tornadoes or any of that kind yeah. of stuff. So, you know, it, the, it's been a volatile year. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, are you okay? That was my first. I, you know, I worry about him. Gary's like, you know, he's not just a boss. Um, personally, I, I care a lot about the guy. So anyway. Mm-hmm. He said, do you have your passport? And I'm thinking, what in the name would I be doing going anywhere right now? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, of course I got my passport. He said, um, you know, I, I need to get you into Romania. And I remember you've been there. He goes, do you remember any Romanian? And I'm like, bona ziua, cefac. And he's like, that's all I need. <laughs> I said, when do you want me to leave? He goes, <laughs> you leave in two days. I'm like, I don't think I need a visa okay and you know two days later i was packed and yeah on, on my way and two days that's practically a week yeah it was kind of cool i actually got to put underwear in my suitcase <laughs> this time yeah it was nice extra razor blades so i didn't look like a bear but yeah um so that's that's how that got started um and the uh, the auspice was just to you know get the logistics up and running for the warehouse and yeah so. well let's let's back up a little bit for those of you who may not be tracking with what we're saying. I suppose it was right there at the end of February um, when Russia invaded Ukraine uh, and a full-fledged war broke out um, in Eastern Europe. And we've talked on this podcast before about, you know, the calls that Gary got and the the calls that were made in those early days and and his travels there and Anne's travels there and what they saw in those early days. Um, and they were on the ground for, for a good bit of time, a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. Um, but you have eclipsed just about anybody that we know in terms of time on the ground. Do you have a, a day or a month and day calculation of how long you've been in Romania? Uh, it's it's on my day timer. I, the, the only reason I keep track of days was just because of the visa issues and making sure I didn't do something I wasn't supposed to do until my visa came through. Um, but uh, if you know if you go March third, uh, subtract seven days from today or eight days, I guess, from today, that would be the total number of days on the ground right now. It's a now. lot of days. It's a lot of days. It, it's a few sunrises. <laughs> yep, it sure is. And I'm sure you saw a lot of sunrises. You don't sleep I, well, do I, you? I, I, I sleep with one eye open. <laughs> um, and, yeah, sunrises at about 4.45 there, so it, it's on the same schedule that I am, which is a beautiful thing. Perfect. Yeah. Great. I want to know about the early days. Uh, we've been in this for a long time. Uh, a lot of people, you know, have maybe gotten numb to the fact that there's an ongoing war in mm-hmm. Romania, mm-hmm. Or sorry, in Ukraine. Um, we're based out of Romania, but there's an ongoing war in, in Ukraine. Uh, and so let's try and lend some context to where this started, and then we'll get to where are we now. So sure. talk me through your first couple days, couple weeks there. What was it like, and what was your job? Um, the first few days of any kind of a, a, a disaster, you already know, it's 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 kind of... It's not helter skelter, but it's um, it's it's a word. The word I use is entropy. It's controlled chaos, and the faster you control it, the easier it becomes to handle the energy of the emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, so our our job, um, based upon what we had done um, in the COVID era here with the Farmers to Family program, um, was to get as much healthy 
food into as many hands as quickly as humanly possible. Um, the warehouse that we have in, well, it's not Suchava, Suchava is the county, if you want to use that word. Um, the warehouse itself is actually in Grenest, which is 21 clicks or kilometers from the uh, Suret border into Ukraine. So it's very close. Mm-hmm. Um, it, our job was to, uh, at first, semis, what they call lorries, um, into deposits in Ukraine warehouses. Uh, from there uh, to smaller van loads or truck loads into all regions, north, south, east, west. And we've continued that without the lorry. Um, <clears throat> but and so, and we, we operated on the same model that, that Chef Lisa had set up. You know, uh, we send proteins, starches, veg, um, baking supplies, um, fruit, vegetables, uh, complete meals. Um, and whether we do it or the Ukrainians do it, the idea is to make a family-sized box that's very portable um, and, and very easy to move, but is also very easy to cook. Um, and we've actually made some neat advances, I'll tell you about as we go further on that. But uh, that was the idea. So my, my job was to find uh, people who could get us the groceries in the quantities we needed, at the times we needed, um, and consistently do that um and once that happened um you know that's away we went and three million two hundred thousand pounds later we look at each other today that's you right. look good by the way well, you thank look you. really good thank so. you you look tired but you uh, look great it's good to see you in person spackle works <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that that that's the system so the system is 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 groceries in groceries out nothing yeah. sits on a shelf nothing gets warehouse hoarded when when we send it out it goes into hands sure um especially the the sheltered in place or the internally displaced and i know those are big five cent words um but they're they're real uh there are people who have chosen not to leave because if you don't know any ukrainians um they're a bit more stubborn than gary leblanc and that's <laughs> saying something with with the raging cajun um but they're also uh very very family oriented mm-hmm. so if if there's a a great grandmother who is non-ambulatory then to the four-year-old child they're not leaving yeah um so yeah amazing we, we get it to them in those early days this isn't the United States. You can't go to Sam's Club. You can't take a will call at Cisco. You can't necessarily use some of the tricks that we use here domestically to get a lot of food all at once. Sure. What was that like? Trying to find, you know, pallets and truckloads of flour and oil and sugar and fresh vegetables. It, 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 it was a challenge primarily because where I could find it was six hours away from where I needed it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was looking at people in, in Cluj and, you know, look at a map. It's about six hours uh, south of where I am mm-hmm. right now. Um, and I could get it and I could get it trucked up. But um, the costs and the logistics of getting the trucks up was very, very difficult. So as we as we evolved, <clears throat> um, I, I came across a primary partner uh, called Unicarm, which is a it's a mainline distributor for restaurants and grocery stores and they've been they've been amazing mm. um they've actually started stocking things for me so i don't run out of things wow. um and they my protein yes they eat 
potted meat. And the reason they do is because it's something they can open a can and eat. Um, they don't have to heat it. Mm -hmm. But they're making one for me. Um, I didn't want just potted meat. Um, I wanted potted meat and beans. So if they didn't have time to make rice um, or the potatoes or whatever, you know, if they were getting shelled, if they, you know, if it was a soldier, he could put it in his uh, BDU pocket um, and eat it in a foxhole. That um, gives him almost a complete uh, nutritional meal at about, I think it's uh, 850 calories per, mm -hmm. per 300 gram can. So anyway, um, Unicarm has been amazing, and and God bless them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll call them and and say this is what I need for the week, and then you know I'll get phone calls from you know our pastoral or, or, or contacts saying hey I just got three hundred fifty four hundred I got five hundred more refugees, and I'll call them back and say you know that order I gave you can you just go ahead and double that and send it over <laughs> two days that'd be awesome and they do. Yeah. I mean I've unloaded trucks at at eleven thirty at night. Um, because it's eight hours from Unicarm's master distribution facility, which is in Satamari, which is close to Bucharest. <clears throat> um, and they do. They, I get my own trucks. So they're, they're amazing. And they help me unload it, which is even more amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it takes, it, it has to take people to one, unload trucks, and then to two, load trucks, and then to drive trucks, and then to take trucks into vans, and then vans on foot into into war zones into shelters it's a network there's no doubt um you know once once i get it from unicarm um you know the way i've set up the warehouse is that one person can handle it um give me a forklift and willing people and and it works um and most of it is pallet um well i shouldn't say most of it now because we're not doing trucks uh, my largest guys are pallets and they'll bring five or six trucks at a time and we've got a, a pre-staged order for them based upon where they're going. So if they're baking in, you know, Mariupol, um, they've got a baking profile. If they're going to make family boxes in Venezia, they've got a profile. And so that, that is known a week prior. So as soon as they roll up, you know, 13 pallets, you know, 26,000 pounds of food, boom, gone. They make what they need to make, and then they get it to their other partners. And so it looks like a looks like a spider web, mm -hmm. um, you know. So those four trucks will then each meet ten vans, and those ten vans will then go into ten very small parts of a large city that's under siege and get it to people who need it. What are some of your favorite stories of people who need it? I know we've mm -hmm. we've touched a lot of people. Talk me through some of the faces or even just the stories you've heard of oh, getting I, I, to those people. Getting, getting a handwritten letter and a loaf of bread from a babushka who grew up, by the way, in communist Soviet Union, right? Okay, so these are people we didn't like and they didn't like us. Um, you know, with a handwritten note and you can see that big arthritic hand, you know, trying to put pen to paper, um, thanking us. Um, thanking the United States for not abandoning them mm -hmm. um, and for for giving them an example of what freedom costs um, is amazing um, and I have those those letters and you know I've had them translated you know and you can see tear stains on them and smudges on them because they're outside cooking over you know a bombed out house that just happens to have a fireplace that can double as an oven 
Um, a few weeks ago, I had a kid um, who uh, was in the uh, the siege in uh, Mariupol, the uh, the factory that everybody heard about, I guess, over here. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, she uh, lost her parents um, and her legs in that siege um, and had just recovered enough to where she was being flown uh, here for to be fit with her prosthetics. And her grandparents uh, happened to know a couple of people that you know, work with me. And so they stopped by to grab some tea after they cleared the border. And um, this was probably the feistiest kid I'd, I'd come across, um, especially one who'd been so traumatized. And so we, I, I, I have this thing where I like to blow up latex, you know, our latex gloves and turn them into, you know, beach balls mm -hmm. for a kid because it makes them laugh. Um, and so we, we played ping pong on the circular conference table, um, you know, in my map room. And, and she could tell I was being gentle with her. I mean, the girl just lost her legs, right? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be ignorant of that. She's probably exhausted. It takes, you know, hours to cross a border. She's, you know, driving from Venezia and she's got to go all the way to Cluj to get on an airplane to fly to the United States. So I'm trying to be, and she got angry. She said, you will not allow me to win. I will win on my own. Thank you. And, wow. and I'm just like, I just got schooled by, you know, this, this pre-kindergarten kid with no legs who's like, I'm just fine. What's your problem? You know, and, yeah. and I, I saw, you know, a week later she had gotten, taken her first step with her new prosthetics. Wow. I, mean, I mean, little things like that, um, you know, families, you know, sending me bread or preserves or pickles i mean there's they send so much stuff mm -hmm. you know because they're proud of it and yeah. but they're like look what your ingredients are doing to help us help our people and sure I, and i love that sure so. if Sorry. you can what's the most delicious thing someone has sent you i'm going to be honest with you i don't eat a lot of it sure. and the reason is because there's not a lot of sanitation that occurs well, that's fair. in a war zone. Sure, that's fair. Especially when you're pickling. You know, when we pickle, you know, you got that vacuum seal, you know, it's double lid kind of stuff. You put it in, and they do that. Um, but sometimes I'll get, you know, pickles or, or peppers or, um, you know, uh, sort of like a muffalata um, compote. Um, and it'll honestly, it'll be in a water bottle, like mm -hmm. a Dasani bottle. Yeah. And I'm, thank you so much. That's awesome. And I just hand it to my interpreter because she's, you know, is, is Romanian. I'm like, you take it. Um, you know, but the tastiest thing, um, I've had black currant preserves. Um, mm. I had uh, a babushka make me a loaf of bread and she told me to critique it. And I, this is funny. She said, critique it. I, I want to know, you know, what you Americans think of, 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 uh, Ukrainian bread. And I, and I did, um, I said, it has no salt. It, it, it needs, it needs salt. It'll make that yeast pop. And she sent a loaf back the next week. 
um, that had a little bit of salt, a little bit more salt in there, and a note saying, this is why Americans are not as healthy as we are. <laughs> I'm like, you are such a proud woman. I can't wait to go bake with her when I when I go to, go into Kiev. I'm really excited because she's just that feisty grandma. Sure, sure. You know, it's like we're going to have borscht wars, you mm-hmm. know, because I've got a borscht recipe. And, she, you know, borscht, borscht to, to them is like... Um, jambalaya is to a cajun okay um unless your mom made it it's no good kind of thing yeah so i already told her i said we're gonna have a borscht war she said you're gonna lose (laughs) i said probably but i'm gonna learn yeah (laughs) so you know but that yeah the fruits are amazing i i I live um where you know at the warehouse um i have fresh apple trees i have fresh cherries um fresh raspberries Mm. um fresh plums uh, yeah, fresh pears. Oh, uh, uh, figs. No, not figs. Um, dates. So yeah, the fresh the fresh produce is is awesome, and you can get it anywhere along the side of the street. Mm. Uh, everybody sells it. Fresh onions, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's probably the faves. Yeah. We don't need to dive into the larger geopolitical issues happening mm. with the breadbasket of Europe, but it sounds like it's a lush country and. Even, I know, stepping over into Ukraine, you see that same thing. Just sure. fields and fields. and The soil's this color. He's pointing at a very deep chocolate brown table. It's like table. an ebony. It's yeah. an ebony. And, and I'm talking two and a half, three feet down. Mm-hmm. It, you, can, you can grow concrete <laughs> if you had concrete seeds. It's ridiculous. Wow. Um, you know, it's just amazingly mineral rich soil and yeah. they, they know how to farm because that's how they live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very, very good at it. Very smart, very strong, um, beautiful people, beautiful country. Yeah. yeah. Resilient. Yeah. Really Paint me a picture of, we've talked about our warehouse. So that was one of the first things kind of on the list for us, mm-hmm. you know, back in February and early March is, okay, well we need to find a place to do what we're trying to do. Um, and we've talked about that warehouse a lot over the last Whatever, it's been nine months. <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to I paint me a bit of a word picture on, on what you see in the morning. You open up the doors to the warehouse, and what does it look like, and how does it function? Sure. Um, the, the, the warehouse is, is, is like any you know, American warehouse. It, it, it's, uh, it's corrugated steel on I-beam concrete floor. Um, used to be a, I believe, like a, um, a, a semi-truck customization building. So it's got a high high garage door. Mm-hmm. I do have a forklift. Um, it's a diesel-powered forklift with extended forks. It's, you know, I'm trying to get the trying to get it lowered and get a wolf whistle on it, and I'm having trouble anyway. So I, I wake up in the morning. Um, <clears throat> you know, coffee, fire up the lights. Uh, go feed the guard dog um, and just listen to the dead silence because of the, the curfew. Mm. There isn't a whole lot of vehicular traffic at that time of the morning. Um, uh, you know, and I have pallet racking that will accommodate 127 pallets, okay. uh, three, three stories. Um, I don't utilize all of that because they refuse to adhere or, or shoot the, the pallet racking into the ground, and I don't want to deal with that if it topples over sure but safety um, first yeah so uh, you know let, let, let's just say it's uh it's friday um i already know i've got orders 
there are folks who are going to come uh, and go into Odessa and Ishmael. Um, I usually have a guy who's going into Chude, which is in Chernisty Oblast. Um, and then I have a guy that uh, runs Kharkiv Poltova. It just depends on the need. Um, those orders are already, I've already built those orders. Okay, so, so I've palletized for 300 families, 400 families, 500 families, whatever it is. And I know that they will come. They tell me they're coming at 8, but I'm ready by 6 because at 6.07, if they cleared the border, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're going to be there. Right. Um, so I get them loaded up um, and then, you know, regroup, make sure all my paperwork's done. I have to give them Ukrainian customs paperwork. I have to give them Romanian customs paperwork in triplicate. And depending on who's on the border, the rubric for filling out that paperwork changes. And it's not mm-hmm. a lie. I've bribed many people um, to overlook, you know, honestly, what would tantamount to a grammatical error sure. um, to keep a driver from being turned around. And I've even gotten police escorts for some, mm. which is amazing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's... Uh, Right now, uh, there's a 20-kilometer line from the Ukraine into Romania and about a 16, 17-kilometer line from Romania into Ukraine. That translates to three to four days for a truck driver doing absolutely nothing except crawling forward um, to get to the border. So the faster, obviously, especially in the summertime, that I can get that food moving the better so we uh we bribed romanian officials and mm-hmm. said look this is humanitarian aid you guys uh stephanie you guys had uh re-stickers made for me uh that are in romanian ukrainian and english that say humanitarian aid we pop those onto the vans and the uh and the lorries and then we call the police and we say well, we got a truck get it to the border and they do mm-hmm. um you know they pass everybody and it takes them four hours instead of four days yeah um so anyway we we get that stuff done and then we get ready for the next load so it's just and it's seven days a week that's what we do seven days a week a lot of months a lot you said it earlier in passing but three million two hundred thousand pounds of food a lot of it fresh supplies Mm -hmm. into ukraine and you also mentioned something else the map room and i know we're not gonna be cavalier about talking about where our food goes. We, we're, we're eyeing safety in this case, sure. and we don't need to share too much, but talk me through your map room and what that looks like. Yeah, well, well the map room, I mean, I, the, what I can share with, with you and, and, and your listeners is that literally um, I get food from the northern border to the southern border, from the eastern border to the western border. Um, and when I say western border, or pardon me, eastern border, I mean the border with Russia, including the areas that Russia occupies in Ukraine mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the people that do it. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the people who get the food ready. Um, and I'm really proud of the Ukrainians who have not given up. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I've had a couple of them say, if you get me the food, I will make sure people will get fed. Sure. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what gets shown here uh, on the news. I, I don't follow it. Um, but, you know, cities like, you know, Mariupol, Melitopol, Donetsk, um, Kherson, um, Odessa, um, places that are not really fun to hang out in. Um, that's where food's going. Mm-hmm. 
So, for those of us who aren't keeping up day to day, whether that's because we can't or because we won't or for whatever reason it is, I think I know exactly what you look. We have a short attention span. If it, yeah, we we do as human well, beings, not just that's Americans. True. I yeah. mean, you know, so so the 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 shock of it, it has gone away. It's been replaced by other areas in the world. It's been replaced by things happening here. You know, you're it, it's been replaced by life. Kids are going back to school. You know, elections are getting ready to start. I all of those things contribute to any emergency or disaster moving further back from your point of view focus right yeah. so um for 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 those who don't follow it or don't want to follow it um because it's it's war it's 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 not happy stuff yeah um i use a an app called live ua and that way i'm pretty much up to minute on where the air raid sirens are and where people shouldn't go mm-hmm. um but it also helps me to plan i'll tell you you know so we're we're very good friends with a lot of ukrainian military and they actually give us checkpoints to avoid in places where you're going to be safe and places where you're going to need to hang out for an hour while we clear these areas it's it's a very coordinated effort yeah um you know and, it, and it's countrywide and we're we're really proud of that right and it's still happening. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm trying to get at is just because we've lost our attention span or it's fallen out of daily news cycles, there's still war going on and in many cases raging you know, far harder and far scarier than ever in the past. Yeah, it, it, there's definitely an uptick, um, you know, and again, without, without getting geopolitical, um, the aggressors are not really happy with the outcomes right now, so they have stepped up the game um, and moved it further in country. So we're seeing a larger wave of refugees um, through the Romanian checkpoints that they uh, on par with or greater than we saw at the beginning of the of the war, um, it, which is one of the reasons why going to the van type of um, delivery model has worked so much better because we're meeting them on the Ukrainian side, um, as well as on the Romanian side. Uh, so if, you know, they've, they've gotten through, but now, you know, a church in, you know, Bistritia has got 500 refugees. We can meet that need on this side very easily. And if, you know, another 400 are sitting in Trinisti Oblast, and by the way, Oblast is, is, the, the American word would be county mm. or region. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hear me call it Trinisti Oblast or the, um, you know, the Kharkiv Oblast, um, we can meet that need as well because as, as the, the terror and the, and the conflict has grown, so has the ability to um, put your logistics on it, okay? So, so sure. we know how to meet the need better, obviously, by experience. Sure. So. Yeah. yeah. This all takes quite a lot of, to be blunt, money. And would you give us a window into how much uh, how much does a truck cost? How much are we spending per week on fresh supplies? Oh, you mean inbound? Um, okay, well, it, it, it really depends because, again, my product mix, even though my products are the same, sure. the quantities of those products change. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, as a, you know, 31 August uh, 
the, for the month, um, we were just over $260,000. So divide by five. Sure. About a 50, 50 to $60,000 a week. Yeah. Um, you know, in buying the groceries. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And we have to do quite a lot of bank jumping and wire yeah. games. What, talk me through the, the different currencies that you have to work in. Okay. Um, yeah. Some, some of the distributors want their money wired in U.S. dollars. Some want it wired in euros. Uh, some won't deal with us because we're not registered um, corporations within Romania, so I have to use... Um, a church's corporation, and they receive uh, Romanian lei, which you know they turn into euros or whatever the currency they need to use. Um, so they broker the food into me. Um, th that keeps it all legal and and everybody's accountable. Sure. Um, so yeah, I deal with what four currencies. Yeah, four currencies, and you know. A bottle of brandy, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Did you can major can in math? Candy bars. Candy bars. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, candy bars will save you at a border checkpoint. Um, Good to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of, uh, one of our partners at the, in the early days, gave, I gave him an entire bag of chocolate, you know, like a, uh, like a Walmart bag of chocolate. And I said, this, this will help. Hand them a candy bar. You know, they, they're in combat. It'll blow their mind. Yeah. And it was like 20 degrees below zero, so it's not going to melt in their pocket, right? right? Yeah. Yehu takes the bag, shows it to him, speaks Ukrainian, right? Shows him the bags, like, would you like some, I think he said, would you like some candy? The, the, the soldier took the whole bag and, <laughs> and looked, looked like he'd just won, you know, Powerball yeah. and ran back to his troops and was like handing out. And that was the very first border checkpoint mm -hmm. for the day. So, yeah. Yeah, he had a hard time navigating the rest of them because, of course, they radio ahead to say sure. they're coming, and they're like, "Where's our candy?" Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we uh, we we do whatever we need to do, but yeah. lots of currency, lots of it. As we finish up, is there anything anything you want to share? Any any personal thoughts? Anything that folks back here need to know about our work and and what's happening over there? N nothing personal. I'm 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 not ready to do that. Mm -hmm. um, just because. I, it sounds bad and maybe this will end up on the cutting room floor, but I, I need to stay focused. Mm -hmm. Um, when I, when I decompress, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be loud and ugly and nasty. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, but the work we do is exactly the same that we do in the United States. Um, we, we just go feed people. Um, and the generosity of, of, of the American public, um, to fund relief for people that they will probably never meet um, in a country they will probably never travel to um, is striking and humbling um, on levels that that you won't understand. Um, you know, and so when I when I say you know you guys have heard me say when I say I get to do this I do. Um, there are many days I don't want to, but mm -hmm. I get to, mm -hmm. um, and that makes all the difference um, mm -hmm. because I'm carrying not just not just the finances of the American 
people. I'm carrying your prayers. I'm carrying your hopes. I'm carrying your great thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm carrying something tangible that will keep a Ukrainian alive uh, to continue the generations of their families. And, and that humbles me yeah. a yeah. lot. So thank you. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for flying all this way just to sit and talk with me. It's no problem. Appreciate it. I'll call you next week. Maybe you can come back again. Yeah, I kind of doubt that unless I'm on a smirch <laughs> rocket that overshot the runway. Yeah, I appreciate it. John's got a couple more days here in the States, and then he'll be back in Romania um, for a on couple more months. On your birthday. Yeah. So everybody, as you think of him, please, um, we ask that you lift up my brother John in your prayers as he goes back to feed body and soul in Romania. Thanks again, John. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes. Follow us on social media. Find us online at mercychefs.com to learn more about what we do and how you can get involved.